You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director for Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Danielle Beck, Danielle's uh, NCBA's Executive Director of Government Affairs, and Shailene McNeil. Shailene is the Executive Director of Nutrition Science, Health, and Wellness. Danielle and Shailene, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Ed. Okay, so we're going to talk about the dietary guidelines uh, process and uh, where we are with that. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, when the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee uh, made some final recommendations. Um, so we're sort of in the home stretch of this process. This goes back almost two years. Um, Danielle, can you tell us uh, basically you know, where we are in this process and, and how NCBA uh, got involved at the very earliest stages of this? Yeah. When it comes to beef's role in a healthy diet, the science is on our side. And so our priority since day one has been to protect the scientific credibility of the dietary guidelines and then promote accurate information about the nutritional advantages of beef as part of a balanced diet. And so really when this process kicked off, starting with USDA and HHS's call for scientific priorities, when they nominated uh, individuals to serve on the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, when the comment period for the DGAC opened up, we engaged both through the, the Center for Public Policy here at NCBA and the Beef Checkoff. And I think it's been a really wonderful scientific, uh, or excuse me, symbiotic process uh, in which Shailene and I have had the, the pleasure of working closely together, uh, her on the science side and then me on the policy side, to ensure that the 2020 process uh, does maintain beef's role in a healthy diet. Right. Well, it has been a scientific process as well, in addition to being symbiotic. Um, Shailene, so the, the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee submitted their final recommendations uh, a week or so ago. Um, you know, what were some of those key findings and what were some wins for uh, beef producers in those uh, final recommendations? Yeah, I think there was a lot of good to come out of this report for beef. Ed, you know, as Danielle said, the science is on our side and, and through the checkoff, Ranchers and farmers have been funding nutrition research on beef for many, many years, and, and that really starts to show when we see the science that's identified in these guidelines. And some of the key headlines are, this is the first time that we've seen nutrition recommendations for birth to 24 months of age, so young, young children, and the recommendation is for up to a pound of red meats like beef a week because beef is so needed uh, once children start to incorporate foods into their diets it's really important to get those nutrients from red meats like uh, like beef that iron and that zinc so we see recommendations new servings for beef for birth to 24 months we also see for ages two years and older the red meat and beef serving stayed the same. So that's good news because in order to meet those guidelines, Americans don't need to cut back on their beef intake. They're right at about two ounces a day, and believe it or not, that's right on target with what current beef consumption is. We see all through the report that beef is clearly recognized for its nutrient density. Few foods offer the same nutrition package that beef has, and so it's clearly recognized for the nutrient density it provides. Things like saturated fat, uh, have stayed the same. So the committee is recommending about 10% of the calories come from saturated fat. We believe that the evidence could even uh, be more 
flexible, unsaturated fat were current evidences, so that's something I think we'll continue to work on. And while lean meat is clearly recognized as part of a healthy diet, and we know that today's beef is lean, I think there's still room improvement for clearly identifying beef as a lean meat source, because there are places where there's some general language about red and processed meats being part of an unhealthy dietary pattern, and we'd like to see a little bit more clarity in those areas. But for the most part, we see really good recognition of the nutrient value that beef has and in the diet and the importance that it plays throughout the lifespan. Right. And so, I mean, we did talk about um, some of the improvements that can be made um, in this final process. So basically when the DGA, DGAC uh, issued their final recommendations uh, recently, uh, it opens up a comment period that's going to be open for the next 30 days or so. Well, a few days, less than 30 days now. Um, but uh, Danielle, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the comments? We sort of kicked off a comment uh, campaign this week to try to get uh, ranchers and, and beef producers to issue or file official comments um, with the federal government. Talk a little bit about that and some of the other changes that we might want to see made um, as this uh, process nears its conclusion at the end of the year. So the Dietary Guidelines and uh, Advisory Committee's scientific report really marks the, the end of the heavy-hitting scientific process, and now it's up to USDA and HHS to figure out how to translate that into practical recommendations that everyday consumers, everyday Americans can adopt and take home with them. And really, you know, it's important because the Dietary Guidelines, as the cornerstone for all federal nutrition programs, for health professionals and then consumers alike, you know, they need to be practical and flexible and something that can be practiced every single day in, you know, your average household. So, you know, now is the time for producers to weigh in because that's something that USDA and HHS are going to be taking into consideration, that type of input, as they translate the scientific work into layman's term. So, you know, again, the process, I think there can be, there's always room for improvements. There are some things that we think can be uh, built upon, and that's why we're calling on our producers to engage. You know, there's language around lean meat. Red meat beef is lean. Uh, more than half of what you see in the grocery store qualifies as lean under the current dietary guidelines. We think USDA and HHS in this year's dietary guidelines for Americans, excuse me, in the 2020 to 2025 dietary guidelines for Americans, they can do a better job of having some clarifying language around that. We also don't want to lose any ground. We want to see the B to 24 recommendations that Shailene talked about uh, maintained. We can't afford to lose any ground here. So that's why we're calling on our producers to engage. If you look at the docket right now, uh, in one week's time, 1,300 comments were submitted. And a lot of those are driven by the activist community. They're a well-oiled machine. They've got a really powerful grassroots effort. And so you know, we're continuing to try and provide balance and our producers weighing in is really going to be the best way to, for us to accomplish that. Okay, so when do people need to get their comments in and how can they uh, submit those comments? The deadline to comment is August 13th, so less than a month from now. If you go to policy.ncba.org, there is a link right on the front of the page at the top dead center that says click here to comment. Uh, and that's all you have to do. Click on that link and then it'll send you to a portal page in which you can uh, fill out your information. There are form letter comments that producers can utilize or tailor to meet their own messaging. Uh, and then all you have to do is hit submit. All right. Sounds good. So get those comments in in the next few weeks. Um, uh, and then you guys are ready to start the 2025 process right away, right? <laughs> 
Danielle, we're right on it. Let's get this started. <laughs> you know, I think what's going to be really important at the conclusion of this process is sort of a look back to see how we can make greater improvements. Um, and there's a lot of room for growth here. And so that's something I think the policy team will be focused on uh, with input from, you know, the scientific community because that's really what's critically important. So Shailene and I will uh, continue working together and it's a, a relationship I look forward to. That's right. And you know, Ed, we've already seen that one of the things that comes out of this report is future research directions that are needed. And we, we certainly see other areas where the checkoff can continue to engage in funding nutrition research. We've seen a lot happen over this last year that has really shown that nutrition science still isn't as strong as we need it to be to make the most reliable public health guidance. And that's one of the reasons why we've been engaging so much. We don't want to have to change our minds when we give the public advice. You know, at one time we were telling them to really cut back on their cholesterol and now we don't tell the public to do that as much. So it's really important that both on the science and the policy side that beef farmers and ranchers continue to stay engaged. And I just would echo what Danielle said is make sure you get those comments in, even though we, we have some favorable findings on beef recognized as a nutrient-rich food. There's still work to do in dietary guidelines, so make sure uh, that if you care about this topic that you really get on and submit those comments because they don't want to just hear from scientists. They really want to do hear from farmers and ranchers as well. Yeah, absolutely, and great work by you two over the last couple of years. I know it's been a it's been a long process. It's a bit of a bureaucratic process um, at times, but uh, just from, from day one when uh, you know, I know that you guys were working to identify and recommend uh, people who would be good um, members of the advisory committee and keep this process focused on science and keep extraneous issues out of the process, such as sustainability, um, and just keep it focused on nutrition and keep it focused on, on sound science. Um, so even just getting folks, you know, recommended for the committee, keeping the making sure that they were staying on track through this whole process and, and hearing, uh, hearing you know, real facts and science uh, from, our, from our society and from our community um, all the way through to this. And now it's, uh, now it's in the final stages, and we just got to get as many comments in as possible and keep this thing on track uh, between now and the end of the year. So, Danielle, Shailene, thanks for your hard work, and thank you very much for uh, joining us on the podcast. No, thanks for having us, Ed. Thank you. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. File, file your comments on the dietary guidelines at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.